Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Last time on Dust World Neon City. Oh, so what have I mi uh, missed? What is going on? Why are you having a suicide pack? Claire, explain this. Oh, we're having a wonderful ride. Doc is going to talk to Grin for the moments that he has left. He says, Grin, buddy, you with me? Um, where, where else would I be? This is actually kind of fun. Your heart is beating very fast. Yeah, you know what? I kind of figure it is. And, you know, we're going to have to go get a blood pressure test if I survive all this because <laughs> my heart surely cannot take too much more of the shit. Oh, don't worry. Just use the other one. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's just something you don't really think about, you know? But uh, that's good to know, I suppose. Should we be screaming? I feel like we should be screaming. Ah! Uh, can I get some help out here, guys? Oh, yeah, boss. Uh, should we bring the whole crew, or you just want a couple people? Or drones? Bring the whole crew. They almost killed me with this truck. 
Boss, don't worry. I got my eyes on him. Do you want the heavy artillery? Yep. Just do what I say and look forward if you don't want to get hurt. <laughs> I'm so tired of everybody saying that. And um, and all of a sudden you hear this low rumbling sound. And you feel this weird grip happening kind of around your sides. And suddenly the car seat is outside of the car. And you realize you are in the hand of a mech. And the whole car transforms around him. And you're you're being held in the hand of like a Robotech replica jet sort of armor. But it's made out of this car. And I'm so tired of everyone pushing me the fuck around. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World Neon City an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dust World RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what, we got the smogs going to choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's going to help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted. But secretly, he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here, we got his right-hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well, then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. All of D-Square almost comes to a stop as the sound of 50 cal machine gun goes off and smoke has filled the air again of the square, which has the sound of more firefighting drones heading this way. Kinsey Blackthorn, you are in the hand of a Robotech type mech. Uh, flying there underneath the shadow of your dirigible, which is now laid in machine gun fire. The hand of the mech has loosened and you are uh, either able to jump out or find a different way to get away. What do you do? As I'm falling down, I'm going to uh, create a grapple out of dust and try and grapple myself to safety like back to the the dirigible the wicked yes. garden okay roll dust shape i got an 11 oh hell yeah um Woo. so i think what happens is the dust that has just kind of like cling to you a little bit forms together on either side and shoots out uh almost spider-man like from your arms and like you've like grappled a couple of cars and you fling yourself up and then you manage to attach yourself to the dirigible. You're still dangling uh, several feet below it, but you are attached with that. We're going to cut over to Clarence, who a few minutes ago left his body and entered the scyscape again. Um, Clarence, where did you go? What are you doing? Well, 
I exited the car. Do I catch sight of the travails that uh, Silent Monday is currently undergoing? You definitely do. As you pass through uh, the trailer, you see that he is in between two mean looking cyborgs that both look like they're ready to light him up. Uh, Sighing, I try to lend a hand. I know he's not doing anything, but is that how lend a hand can work? Yeah, sure. Roll lend a hand. (sighs) Okay. Well, my help grants them plus one to their roll. But I've messed up somehow. I'm going to draw attention to myself. Okay. Or gang into danger. Uh, So I think what happens is uh, as you float through, you don't realize it, but your new sort of like power that you've gained from being in the Psyscape, you're partially visible. And so you don't know this because you've never been visible before. But uh, as a as a spectro like astral form. Um, but Monday, you see him floating right past you and both of these guys see him and they stop and look at him for a moment. And do you do you do anything else, uh, Clarence, or do you just keep floating by? It, it depends on what Silent Monday's going to do. I mean, I kind of want to help him out with whatever he does. OK, so. well, Silent Monday, what are you doing with these two guys surrounding you? Uh, Monday has the sword out and he's prepping for what they're if they're going to open fire on him. Yeah, definitely. Well, actually, he's going to, uh, if he can't, uh, maybe Clarence can see him, but his eyes are closed and he's kind of, it's kind of like he's focusing and reaching out to the world around him. Okay. Uh, what are you trying to do? Uh, he's preparing to use Bulletproof Monk effectively. He's okay. kind of waiting for the vibration of the gunfire to start so he knows where to start swinging the sword. Yeah, so you are breathing in and like focusing yourself. You're watching this, Clarence. Both of them are kind of, looking at you now and a little confused and then uh like how do you react to them looking in your direction uh i kind of look down do i see myself semi-visible you've always seen yourself like as far as you can tell there's no change um i kind of just look up at them kind of like wave my hand to see if you know their eyes follow my hand (laughs) They, they definitely like uh, so the guy who's looking at you, he has like rocket arms and he just kind of like stops and looks at you and like puts his hand up and waves back at you. Really confused. Oh, screw this then. Um, I'm just going to do side blast. Uh, I'll take out the one to his left. Why not? Let's go. OK, sure. Y- you force them where you want them. OK, where do you want them? Uh, kind of. Well, there's like an opening, right? Like there's a door. There is a door. Uh, you, guys, you guys are kind of nearing the hover pad. So like there is ground below if you did get him to fall yeah, out. Yeah, he's going to take a dump, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, it hits him in the head and he grabs his head. And then one of his rocket arms goes off and just like off balances him and throws him right out. Oh, God. Oh! He hits the pad. Yeah. Uh, Monday, you hear this. I think this causes you to open your eyes. And then you see Clarence floating there like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Uh, Monday is going to kind of pop up the text. Um, Clarence? What are you doing here? I'm going to telepathically send him a message. I'm helping. Uh, you know, you're uh, you is showing, right? I hate this. 
We can we can talk later. Thank you. Hey, we're even now. We're fine, right? I think that would be a good time for the machine gun to open up and Monday yeah, starts blocking them. Totally. The machine gun opens up uh, from behind, but because you're ready for it, I'm not going to bother making you roll. Uh, and so you just start like doing sort of the ultra instinct dodging, darting and like deflecting with your sword. And the bullets are like shooting up through the top and all over the place. And this guy's looking really confused. He's like shooting at you, looking at Ghost Clarence. Uh, he's like, what's up? Oh, why aren't you dying? I think just to screw around, Monday's kind of like interposing dance moves along with the dodging. You're like doing Capoeira. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, with that, Clarence, do you just hang out or are you going to fly off? I'm going to fly off, but I'm going to telepathically send a message to Monday saying, We're even. Nah. What? <laughs> I helped you. I got this. I yeah, Well, I helped. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Oh, my God. Okay, with that, we're going to cut inside. Uh, Dr. Miller, you are in the front. You and Clear had a nice conversation. And definitely um, next to you, Tuck is holding tight onto Project Icarus and looking out the window as the truck starts to slow down just a little bit near the hover pad. And, uh, and Clutch is kind of like giving you guys the get out of my truck. Do we hear the bullets? Uh, the, the Oh, definitely. The, oh, my God. Okay, so Doc is like, all right, Clutch, thank you very much. Great, cool name, by the way. Uh, all right, I'm going now. And Doc is going to jump out and try to figure out what the hell's going on in the back. Presume he's assuming it has something to do with Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think um, Tuck probably grabs onto you, too. And then uh, sure. Clear, Clear jumps right. out and he's like, don't worry, I've got you all. Um, Clarence, roll telekinesis. <laughs> Clear's not as good at this as Clarence is, so unfortunately, Clarence, you're taking a harm. So, uh, yeah, Clear, like, as you guys jump out, all of a sudden, a thin, like, pink aura wraps around your body, kind of flicking off you like flames on the top, and you find yourself sort of floating there, and Clear floats down, and you all safely land. And he says, Don't worry, I've got your back. Oh, man, you're, you're pretty awesome. Thanks for that one, uh, Clear Boy. Yeah, thanks, Clear. We should yeah. find cover. I reckon so, but uh, let's go. Uh, Doc wants to go see what the hell's going on back there. He's going to like, oh, ha has, is the truck still, is the truck moving still? Uh, yeah. Will Doc be able to see Monday pretty soon? <laughs> Yeah, probably. As the truck's driving off, you'll see in the back that Monday's in there breakdancing. Um, can Doc shout to them or it oh no, it's gonna be too loud. Yeah. Doc But Doc. but you have a mental link with Clarence and Clear in them. Um, Doc says to Clarence, um, hey Clarence, can you maybe I don't know, take their guns away or something like that? I've already helped. It was not appreciated. Can't you, like, cut guns in half with your mind or something? Oh, he has it covered. He told me as much. I'm going to go deal with the serial killer slash assassin slash whatever else he wants to call himself. All right. Well, Doc is going to send a text to Monday while he's being shot at, just saying, like, turn around. Uh, 
turn around, we're already off the rig. Quit screwing around. We we have more important things to do than show off. <laughs> nice. Uh, what do you do when you get this message? Imagine he can still probably continue dodging while he's texting. <laughs> yeah, as long as he has sword key. Monte is going to, once he gets the message, going to pop up in his HUD kind of in the corner. And he's kind of like taking moments in between the gunshots to read it. And when he finally gets around to reading it, he's going to kind of do like, uh, try and do like a spin kick to uh, divert the gun away from him. And then he's going to dive out the side and cut through to get off the truck while it's still moving. You're just really into destroying this truck. I thought you just made friends with this guy. Okay, fine. He'll try jumping out the back, but he's just trying to get away right now. Yeah, you jump out the back, no problem. Okay. Um, and I, I, it's not that dangerous, especially since it's not moving that fast, and you can flash step if you want. I think you make it down, you know, pretty easily. With that, you see, uh, you know, your buddies all on the hover pad with you, not too far away. We're going to cut back to Kinsey Blackthorn. You're hanging underneath the dirigible you're in radio contact with your friends uh kind of a little bit uh below you is a otaku in a mech suit who is not super happy every couple of minutes spade lays into him a few more 50 cal rounds which is definitely pissing him off but doesn't seem to be taking him out what are you doing can i continue up and get inside yeah, it'll take you uh, a few minutes to like pull yourself all the way up just because okay. you were so far down. Um, okay. But you can totally do it. Is that going to be your main focus? Um. Yeah, I want to get back inside so that I can properly track uh, Monday. Okay. Uh, so you're moving up this, uh, this cord because it's a dust shift and not something you made. It's more like you're just kind of pulling it into your, back into yourself. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And while that's happening, uh, Clarence, did you just beeline it over here? What are you doing? Yeah, I beelined it over there to see if I could get to him before he got into the dirigible. Okay, so you are flying towards uh, the direction you knew the dirigible was, and you see it immediately as soon as you come in line of sight of it because the thing is super like pink hot glowing now and there seems to be like a force coming off of it as well uh it definitely reads as very dangerous for your psi form but you notice dangling about 25 feet below it is kinsey blackthorn i'm going can i telepathically message him something yeah oh my god <laughs> i'm just going to say Hello there. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> Let's see how we did. Pretty good. Hmm. Oh no. <laughs> what are you uh, doing? You oh forced my the God. I am I'm doing a side blast. Why? <laughs> I already Why? told you our goals here. This isn't our goal. <laughs> this is my goal. <laughs> I okay. gotta take him out a little. I mean, I'm just. Yeah. So you side blast him. What are you gonna do with the uh, the extra effect? You force them where you want them. Where do you want him? <laughs> uh, dropping. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Kinsey, take two harm. Uh, un unsoakable. You are mark yourself. Uh, the 
unstable. That means if you move too much physically or try to do like act, uh, anything face danger. No, just face danger stuff or stuff that's extraneous. It can cause okay. you more harm or to like faint or drop stuff or things like that. Um, okay. You you find yourself falling, um, but <laughs> you also, you know, have a crew that have been watching you. And I think uh, on both sides of you, you see these white suited tactical gear and there's four of them that have zipped down because they're all, you know, like this is their bread and butter, what you guys do. And mm-hmm. as you're falling, you're caught in the arms of uh, of one of them. And he says, uh, don't worry, boss, we got you. And they train their guns in the direction of Clarence Wells. Clarence, what are you doing? Um, I keep a telepathic contact with Kenzie. And I say, you could have died there. I'm going to give him the middle finger. <laughs> Charming. Who do you work for? Uh, Clarence, did you hear the part where I said they have their guns trained on you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, oh, it's well, guns. Is it under pressure. Yeah. Okay. You got an eight. So you, you try, but you miscalculate. Overestimate or flinch. Keeper gives you a worse outcome, tough decision, or price to pay. Okay, so you dodge. Uh, obviously, your miscalculation, like, uh, worst outcome is you do take some damage, but you won't take all of the damage, which is a lot. Uh, tough decision. You do manage to dodge, but uh, their fire causes um, a bunch of pedestrians or like uh, commuters uh, to like when they get hit, it stuns them. And so it will cause their cars to crash. So basically you'll cause a lot of cars to fall out of the sky and price to pay when you're hit. Uh, you will not be able to use your psi powers for like other than thought form and uh, telepathy for a couple of minutes. I'll take the damage. Okay. Um, take two harm, unsoakable. When these lasers hit your body, your psi form, it literally like destroys chunks of your like self image, your astral form, and it hurts terribly like brain damage. This causes your whole body to freeze up and you also kind of get the sense of like the feeling when there's a predator in the water. You know that there's something drawn to pain in the seascape. I'm going to send him a message. Just to be clear, Clarence. Yeah. You can read his mind. Like you could have. Okay, I will read his mind. <laughs> like, like right. why are you talking? It, 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 he's okay, not shit. Like right. he's a, enough. He's a killer. Just, like, yeah, actually, yeah. Okay, let's retry that. I'll just do the mind read and then I'll bail. I rolled a eight. An eight. Okay. And then you're choosing what secrets. Mm-hmm. So specifically, you're just trying to find out who he works for. Um, actually, what's his deepest secret? Just give me his deepest, juiciest secret. Just straight off the vine. Juiciest secret. How the hell am I supposed to know what his juiciest <laughs> secret is? Give me what be- you think would be most relevant. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to give you a secret he doesn't know. So, uh. um, so as you peer into his mind, 
you know, you can feel like this predator in the water and your fight or flight takes over and you just reach into his mind and grab whatever you can. It's like, you know, it's like a, a kid trying to shoplift and like you feel like all of the authority is coming down on you, but you just grab it real quick and run. And as you pluck this thought, this image and memory, what you see is you see this face and it's uh, it's a, a handsome man, uh, thin face, uh, blue eyes, curly hair. And he's looking back at you through glass and you realize that you're in liquid, which is strange. And you hear these commands, these voices. And one of the commands you hear, it's in a language that you don't know, but you get the sense, the, the meaning immediately. You hear the words stop, uh, attack, find and kill. But they're all in this language that you've never heard before. And then this this memory kind of fast forwards and you find yourself sitting in a chair and you have these like light white linen clothes clothes on and you're looking out this window and uh and then as you look back into the room it's it's like a dojo and there are other people next to you and they're all training and there is a uh like a very strong looking man uh, in a black gi and he is kind of teaching all of these guys moves and you keep getting hit and falling down and this man with the red hair and the blue eyes like sees this and he shakes his head no and he seems really like frustrated and then one day uh, you find yourself in what seems like a museum and there's all these different artifacts. And as you're walking through with this man and talking with him, he's, uh, you know, telling you different things. You guys are looking at this one urn and uh, and it's just barely cracked open. And there's just this thin black powder inside. And as you look at it, like you can hear words coming from it. And these are all things that Kinsey, uh, like you've, you're, heard and you're feeling so you see this this dust this powder kind of calling to you and what you hear is is free us use us kill Kill. hello players it's me again paul parnell the creative director of the rpg empire lucas on strangers in the pines and the keeper on dust world the rpg podcast so i just want to say hello how are you doing good i'm i'm glad i hope you're doing very well uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah have i told you about our dust world rpg no i haven't oh well, let me tell you about it so dust world the rpg is about superpowered nomads in a sci-fi western setting over the ruins of a super advanced civilization sounds pretty cool right so you can now get it right off of our website, therpgempire.com, and check out the Quick Start Guide. It's free. You can play it with your friends. It comes with all the playbooks and everything you need. And before you know it, you'll be telling your own crazy, epic, anime-inspired stories set in Dust World, the ravaged lands of a crazy warfare 
in Apocalypse. So if that doesn't sound awesome to you, don't play it, I guess. <laughs> but uh, if it does, please play it, check it out, and hit us up. Let us know what you think. So with that said, thanks for listening and have a great day. Enjoy the show. Show. I don't understand. What is this? What? What is it? You seem so flustered, Kinsey. I just don't understand. Uh, what do you want me to do? Who? What what do you what do you mean? Who are you? Are you talking to the dust? Mm-hmm. Basically, as you as you like ask it this, the impression you get is it wants revenge. Like it it's like thousands of voices speaking at the same time and they're all saying like, you know, avenge okay. us, use us. Okay. So I'll ask the man that's next to me, what is this? This is an artifact from the ground. Uh, outside the walls. And he looks at it and he reads it over. It's dust. It's it's hard to explain, but there was this war that more or less destroyed the world and uh, most organic matter, most, most uh, humans, animals, plants, they were all disintegrated into this dust and this, this vase is full of it. Why? Do you hear something? Yes. Ah, interesting. Okay. What does it say? It's telling me to use it to kill. The man smirks, a devious smirk, and he says, Ah, finally, we've found the edge of your blade, my friend. And he puts his hand on your back and kind of ushers you away. And with that, we come back to reality. Clarence, you are still in this dangerous spot. You feel, you know, that like there's a predator in the water. You see Kinsey is surrounded by these Esper shock troops, um, still training their weapons in your direction. You're, you're visible to them in multiple spectrums. What are you doing? I sent one last message to do I gather his name? Sure. Yeah, you know his name is Kinsey. You also know that the word stop in this language will like subconsciously trigger him, like in a way where he cannot continue to hunt you. I say to him, ah, that solves the mystery. You're neither assassin nor serial killer. You're a slave. Erete. Kenzie, when you hear this word, it triggers something so like repulsive and like inert and deep inside of you. And all you can do is like halt what you're doing. Um, what do you say? How do you react to this? So I'll turn to uh, everyone around me and I'll tell them, just wait, wait, put down your guns. 
So they they train them uh, down a little bit, but you can tell that they're still really nervous knowing that this powerful psychic is nearby. Uh, you hear over the comms, uh, boss, boss, are you okay? Should we light him up? We're still following that truck. It's a little bit farther ahead. No, no. All units stand down. Uh, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Uh, okay. You got it, boss. Where did you hear that word? Ask yourself. You do now remember being in that, in that tube waking up for the first time. How about we go down, get some coffee, something to drink, and talk? I can't really eat, but I'll do my best. Sounds good. And I think as you're saying that, uh, the guy who's holding you has pulled out a stem pack injector and injected you right into your side. Um, go ahead and take four, uh, four harm recovered. Um, these are very expensive, so right. you guys don't use them all the time, but <laughs> obviously he can see how like hurt you are. Okay. Just drop me down there. I'll be okay. Uh, are you sure, boss? Uh, there's a yes, psychic I'm right sure. out there. Did he manipulate your brain again? No. He just has something to tell me. Uh, all right. Uh, but we'll sit an axe with you. And as you, they like, because uh, you're kind of hanging still <laughs> underneath here. <laughs> They kind of like flow over a pedestrian bridge and slide you off. And then one of the guys who's uh, like dangling drops off on the bottom. He's like, don't worry, boss. I got him. And he like taps a gun on his side. He's wearing like even more high tech sort of armor. And he also puts a collar on you that like this sort of thing that uh, sits across your shoulders. And when it does, there's like a, a slight shimmer over your body and you feel like there's now some sort of protection on you. While that's happening, we're going to cut back to Doc, uh, clear Monday. Um, Clarence, do you let them know anything? Yeah, or? that's what I was going to try and do. Is okay, I was gonna, going to message probably Doc, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can just talk to all of them. Okay, yeah, sure. I just say... Conference call. Hey, um... Just scram and go wherever you're going to go before. I think I've got this, like, slow down. I, this has definitely taken a turn. Yeah, um, Doc <laughs> thinks thinks of a question mark, and it just pops up above his head. It's like, huh, all right. Um, Honestly, extremely sane. Well, perhaps you're more useful than I first thought. Good work, Clarence. Are you sure you're okay, Clarence? I'm fine, except I got absolutely shot the fuck up. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> how's Claire doing? I'm probably not doing well. Oh, your body is leaking a lot out of the nose. Yeah, I've, I've got something for that. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Is your brain melting? Also, your body feels strange. I'm not sure what happened, but... Ever since you came back, something weird is happening. Shh, shut up, shut up, shut up. I've got it covered. 
Um, it'll be fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Um, oh, God. Speaking of how fine it is, do you want to use that move? Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on, coach. No. No. Not on this, my birthday. No. Um, it's not my birthday, but that's beside the point. It's so funny. Not an hour before my favorite month of the year. I will use a wild card. Come on, this is my moment. This is yeah. my damn moment. It's what wild cards are for. Take that moment, baby. Uh, so you heal it. Uh, like you, your body starts to like surge with power, um, and you heal three harm and stabilize. Also, in this next conversation, you are incredibly prideful. Any moment you feel like you can push that you're better than him, you must. If you don't, you'll take a minus one, uh, a minus one forward. Yeah, so the people that are near clear, who's kind of like hunched over as he's like walking, all of a sudden see like the color return to his, well, Clarence's skin, and he kind of like stands up stronger. And like for a second, you could see that flash of like pink sigh energy in his eyes, and then it's gone. And Clear's just like, well, that's weird. I suddenly feel uh, great. That makes one of us. Oh, I also feel quite, quite good. Thank you. Oh, Grin, I'm sorry. I forgot. You know what? I'm glad you're here, Grin. Um, so Monday, what do we do? I think now? Monday, well, at this point, is going to catch up to them finally and just kind of pat uh, Miller on the back there. Yep. Oh. Uh, definitely. Oh, Tuck right. gives you a high five. Hey, it's good Hell to yeah. see you, buddy. Monday returns the high five. And then when he's not looking, he just grabs his hand like it really hurts. Um, so I'm imagining all of you guys are getting into the tube and going the GTFO, right? Yep. And with that, also, Kinsey, you hear Peacekeeper drones like coming in this direction. So you might want the the Wicked Garden to find a place uh, less conspicuous. Uh, hey, boss, uh, there's a whole lot of Peacekeeper drones on the radar. What What's our orders? Shit, okay, uh, we need to find somewhere a little bit safer and quieter. Uh, should we come back for you? No, it's fine. You guys go. Okay. Uh, okay, boss, I, I won't have eyes on you, so stay close to Axe. Don't worry, guys, I got this. I will. Yeah, so the, the, the dirigible goes its own way i think the the crew like as you guys walk away miller in your ear you hear um should i don't know we send some help with clarence or something you know at least a spy i could you know send we could send the little guys or something Mm, doc thinks about it clarence seemed pretty adamant that he was going to be able to handle this um but Doc wants to be sure, and he says, all right, yeah, send out a Grinling and uh, let me know where he is so at least we can be close by in case he needs some backup because I probably shouldn't send the little guy in there by himself. Mm. 
He oh, right. sometimes bites off more than he can chew. It'll probably take a few grinlings to find him, so... And he just of course. S- starts spitting out like a dozen eggs. Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> so now you guys have made it into a coffee shop. You know, it's smoky and small. Um, there's uh, one bar on one side, and then uh, the other side is several small booths. And there you are, sitting in a booth with a slightly pink ghost. And also, Axe is sitting, like, right next to you. So, I'm a clone. You are. I don't understand. I was sent to destroy this package. I need to know what's inside. I, uh, I show him an image of the head. So when you see this face, and actually Clarence, for the first time, you realized looking at Kinsey that it's the exact same face. It's Kinsey's face. Oh, God. <laughs> you were trying to kill yourself. Oh, wow. Good work. So in the box, Kinsey, you see that it's a cryo tube um, and it's holding a head and the head is an older like version of your own face. That that's me. Yes, that's very obvious. What am I doing in there? Do you, do you actually think your head is in the box? You're a clone of this person. I'm going to roll a total recall to see. Uh, I did it. I got a seven. I would like to learn one thing I'm missing. Um, so as you see this image of this frozen head, You remember a a few different things. You remember your master, the person who gives you your orders and who you've been serving for the last several years, um, Elliot, um, that he told you specifically not to look inside this box and that nobody was to look inside and anybody who you even had the slightest inkling could have seen inside the box needs to die. And that's what led you to kill or try blow up um, Rex's office. That's what led you to uh, create such harsh um, attacks towards the crew. Um, and why you've been hunting all of these people is because of how adamant he was that nobody is to know what's in this box. And you seeing what's in this box obviously is very disturbing and confusing. And um, I think when Clarence shared the image in in the, the cryotube, he also... Uh, do, do you share any information that you know about this stuff, Clarence? I kind of withhold it, but I think if I see him looking confused and trying to remember... I might start telling him it because I kind of relish the idea 
of knowing more than him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it gives you the opportunity to feel prideful. Yeah, well, I mean, Clarence kind of does that on the natural anyway. But um, he'll say, this was Travis Vermillion. He was along, alive a long time ago. He seems to have a penchant for sticking around. And I'm going to think in my head that I'm getting a little bit too close to hinting at um, Gren's existence. And I'll kind of pull back a little. Mm. Uh, immediately when you hear this name, Kinsey, you recognize the name of one of the octahedron members. And this mixed together with you trying to like dig up the cobwebs. Um, you remember like a moment, a time where you were like introduced to the octahedron, um, the various members who Mm -hmm. Elliot is one of. And, uh, and you remember seeing this vault in, um, the residence of one of the octahedron members as you were like introduced. Her name was Dharma and she's known as number three. And she like, she and Elliot went into this vault together and they opened up this thing, this cryo case uh, that was sitting on the shelf as you looked in and you didn't really see what was in the case, but you now realize that whatever this case was is the same case that Clarence just showed you. Mm -hmm. So you know that it was in the residence of Dharma. This was only like maybe a, a handful of months ago. I've seen this recently at the octahedron and Travis belongs to the octahedron as well. Holy shit. So you're telling me we have in our possession a member of the octahedron. Or at least, you know, a fifth of him. Hmm. But that does give us the advantage, doesn't it? Yes, it would seem that it does. Why clone mercenaries from the genetics of the octohedron? That seems, I would think there would be a bit more premium to it. Me too. I know that they keep it heavily locked up. But you're a dustcaster. I've seen my share of dustcasters. They're quite powerful. Yes, it's true. Hmm. Does that mean Vermillion's a dustcaster too? I was never quite sure whether it was genetic or taught. But I imagine a little bit of both. To be honest, I don't know what this means. But I want to find out. I don't think you're going to find out if you kill us. I think you're right. You would be in a lot of trouble if it came out that you knew all this information. But 
We can find out that information just fine for you, couldn't we? Hmm. You're right. They would definitely kill me. I mean, we're also going to die, but I'll go down swinging at least. I will be sad that I didn't get a chance to kill you. Uh, don't flatter yourself. I need to find out what's going on. J just such a shame you lost sight of us. But boy, are we wily and evasive. Isn't that right? You think I don't know exactly where you are right now? I'll find out how you're tracking us sooner or later. I want to see it. You want to see it? Mm-hmm. I need to know that you're telling the truth. You know, you're putting yourself up on the shopping block if you do that. Well, I'm the executioner. And maybe it's time I turn my axe towards the octahedron. Well, come alone. And we'll arrange a meeting. I think as you're saying that, Clarence, you feel something that's almost like breath on the back of your neck. And you realize that there is something in the skyscape near you, something you can't see, but you can feel. And it puts, if you had skin, goosebumps up and down your spine. Um, what are you doing? Well, gotta go. See you next Thursday. Bye. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I think I would slowly turn around to see what it is. Yeah, they, <laughs> Kinsey, you watch him do this. Everyone's watching you. Uh, you know, the cafe has been kind of staring at you guys sitting there silent this whole time. <laughs> and now you're really In like looking <laughs> like, weird. You're like already a ghost, but now you're doing something real weird. Um, you see nothing behind you, but you can feel the presence of something ominous. I've got to go. We have a deal. Deal. All right. And with that, I float away. I think you can just be back at your body, almost like okay. teleporting. Cool. Um, so the rest of you guys, where did you go? So you got on the, um, like the tube and took it somewhere. But where did you go? Did you, Miller, try to go to the tower or do you go somewhere else? Well, he wants to be close by. Um, okay. The Grinlings are still going to check them out, right? Yeah, so I think the Grinlings definitely found them. And, you know, like, Grin watched this conversation, but you can't hear anything, so it just looks really weird. Huh. It's like uh, Monday. Monday, I, I, I see them. They're just uh, staring at each other like they're having some kind of staring contest like a bunch of weirdos. Oh, come Oh, oh, come on. You've got to be smarter than that, please. I'm just telling you what it looks like. I know they're probably having a crazy-ass psychic conversation, but, you know, I, th whatever. It's just a bunch of weird stuff. They're not killing each other, so I, I guess we can maybe go back 
go back to my my place and uh your place is wrecked up all to hell <laughs> that's uh, right Maybe why why don't you suggest just going and getting like some Thai takeout like around the corner? Or Actually, something? I was about to say Monday's going to walk up with a bunch of uh, hot dogs there. All right, let's go get a hot dog. Like he hands one to Tuck, hands one to Miller, uh, kind of kind of glances like at Grin there and kind of like holds one out to him. Oh, yeah. He'll, oh, he'll munch it down. He'll, he'll be like, could you put some grasshoppers on there? Do they have any grasshoppers? Maybe a rat. Monday's going to kind of look side-eye him a bit and maybe, like, look for, like, cockroaches or something to put on it. <laughs> sure, if you try, you can find them. Uh, I think at that, Clarence uh, reappears, and Claire's like, gotta go. Monday's going to pop up the text, uh, welcome back. And then uh, hand him a hot dog. Definitely clear who's floating next to you now, goes, oh, I wanted to eat the hot dog. Fine, clear, you may eat the hot dog. And I let him eat the hot dog. Clear takes over just your mouth. <laughs> so oh, God. <laughs> he eats it really fast. You feel a little bit uh, grumbly tummy. Need like a soda or something? No, we're good. Are you going to tell them anything? Also, clear. Clear's floating in the astral... You know, like when he's not in your body, he's floating in the size space. So just keep that in mind. I made a deal. Um, our tracker. He wants to see inside the box. He doesn't want the box. He wants to see inside the box. And uh, I jump into telepathy. With them and say, you all should be sitting down for this. We've got a member of the octahedron on our hands in the box. Doc, doc does, doc does sit down. Well, shit. Monday is kind of sitting in like a meditative pose, kind of like stroking his, uh, well, his uh, chin, the chin part of his suit. Is Tuck in this conversation too? Sure. Are you all just kind of <laughs> yeah. staring at each other? Like, uh, no, we no, we ignore Tuck like usual. We These are yeah. really Tuck, good. Hot Tuck's dogs. just over there eating the hot dogs. Like, <laughs> he's got this uh, thing. Guys, he's got this thing in like a, on? a big bag. It's like one of those, uh, <laughs> like a like a clothing store bag, and inside is where he's got the the Project Icarus head, and he's just shoving hot dogs in his face. Oh, God, it's so good. Oh God. Oh man, what are you putting in these things? They're these are like super addictive. Doc Doc looks over at Tuck and the Project Icarus in his shopping bag. He says, "So that there is uh, Octahedron." Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I guess I can see why everyone wants to get their damn hands on it. I guess if if they felt like this guy was worth a I don't know, keeping him on ice or whatever. I guess he's got some pretty powerful secrets then. It seems our situation has just gotten that much more complicated. Wait, and he just wants to look at it? Yeah, because, you know, he's just a clone of the guy, you know, so he's got some feelings about it. A, cl a clone? 
a clone. Yeah, I don't know why they're just cloning members of the Octahedron to be dust-casting mercenaries, but, you know, I'm not the Octahedron. Oh, I know. They're so frickin' brilliant. (laughs) Ah, man. Care to explain? Can you get... Yeah, give me a little more context behind that, please. Sure. So, say you're a parasite, and you're having to hop body to body, and maybe you find one that's more compatible than another, but you know what's never going to be less compatible? Your own body. They're all probably immortal parasites, just like me, hopping from their body to another body when it starts to break down. They just clone them like fruit on a tree. Pick a new one. Change the eyes, change the hair. But just keep living in the best body possible for them. Then how come you aren't in the club? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't know this existed. Honestly, I've been living out in a flippin' wilderness until recently when... Uh, you know, for reasons, Miller had to flee his country, frozen, and found this place. So you're the most pathetic parasite of your entire species. Good work. I could kill you and eat your body and keep it for myself if you'd like. Although it is kind of crowded in there. Because you aren't done killing albinos. I know, I know. It's really all you can do since you can't be in the octahedron. Hey, hey, hey. I'm done. Clarence, don't, don't taunt him. I'm done. To be fair, I never killed any albinos before you, and it was a mistake. Well, maybe mistakes like that are why you're not in the octahedron. Hold on. Let's, let's get back to the main topic here. So... Let's just show the guy what's in the box, give him what he wants, so he'll get off our ass. I'm quite ready for this day to be over. I never thought I'd say this, but I think I'm going to trust Clarence on this one. No, I wouldn't, but yes, that's what we should do. Well, good news and bad news. Does, Does anybody... We'll start with the good news. The good news... Well, the good news is it's a good thing that you said you wanted him to see it because he's actually on the way here and he's not that far away. Which is also, I guess, the bad news. I've been kind of wondering how he's been keeping tabs on me. I'm not exactly the easiest to follow. Doc looks up and sees if he's, if anyone's watching or anything like that. I think when you look down the street, you see just walking... And you can describe how you want, uh, Kenzie, but I'm imagining you just have your hands in your pocket and you're just like nonchalantly walking in their direction. <laughs> yep, exactly. Do you like, do you like put your hand up and wave or anything? <laughs> I, yeah, I'll, I'll give them a little wave. Ah, uh, see, we've made a friend. So that's him, huh? Doesn't he look a little familiar? Yeah, I imagine you have your mask open and everything, right? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I took the mask off. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, boy. Things just got real weird. 
coming from the they, guy who has uh, a parasite inside of him. So as uh, Kinsey walks up, he says, um, well, so you're the guy what's been uh, hunting us the past few days, and maybe for a while before that. Well, not the only one, but one of them. And maybe I'll wink at him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, that's very um, comforting to know that got a bunch of assassins on my ass. So, all right. You know what? Let's come back to that later. Clarence. Tuck. Oh. Actually, <laughs> Doc uh, looks yeah, over to Tuck. He's still at the stand holding the thing in a bag and eating hot dogs. And he, like, looks over and then, like, he's got a hot dog just sticking out of his mouth. And he sees <laughs> Kinsey. And I think because uh, Clarence had shared the image, he just kind of, like, drops the hot dog out of his mouth. And he's like, uh, should I be running? And he, like, picks up, like, starts to pick up the cart, the hot dog cart. <laughs> talk, talk. Please calm down. So, uh, where do we want to do this? The restroom? <laughs> Tuck's just holding <laughs> holding the cart up. He like calm down, but he's like, I don't know what to do right now. Um, yeah, Monday was going to kind of walk up, kind of do an easing motion, and kind of point to the cart and kind of motion for him to let it down slow. Okay, he puts it back down. The robot that is built into it that makes the hot dogs looks very relieved. And Monday's going to kind of pat him on the shoulder there and kind of point to Clarence and say, Clarence has got the plan. Okay. And he leans over to you and he's like, his plans haven't been very good recently. <laughs> uh, the text uh, that only uh, Tuck can see just says comforting. Yeah, you guys are just trying to find a quiet back alley to to do this? Or are you trying to find mm -hmm. a more secure place? What are you doing? Probably just an alley. We, we only yes. have so much time. Mm -hmm. Monday's going to okay. kind of overwatch there so no one else interrupts. Yeah. Um, Kinsey, I think you would have needed to slip uh, Axe in order to have this meeting because you don't want him to know. Yeah, I think I I just told X to that I got it under control. He can go back, and also okay. um, where wherever we do have the meeting in in the alley, or whatever I can cast a little bit of a, a dust. Sort yeah, of just create like a shelter, blanket or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that might be a good idea. Go ahead and roll. Uh, so you guys like walk down this alley and I think like just nonchalantly uh, Kinsey just kind of like whips up a shelter over you guys. I got a nine. Okay. I'll bow the cover. It spreads out and it's automated. And my cost will be that I exhaust the dust in my immediate vicinity. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so you guys like walk back there with him and all of a sudden, like out of a small container, kind of like under his jacket, uh, this black dust starts to come out, which at first is probably like, oh shit. <laughs> like, what do you guys think when, when you see this? <laughs> Monday's going to reach for his sword, uh, right. but he kind of composes himself. 
Yeah, and then the dust kind of continues to come up, so it's clear that it's not an attack, and then forms like a little building around you guys. You know, so you have to actually like turn lights on because it's now pitch black in here. <laughs> um, but you are very secure. Do you say anything, uh, Kinsey? All right. I want to see what's inside. Oh, no uh, oh, okay, guys. Um, <laughs> um, I'll use my last hold to make a table. Uh, he like a table forms in front of Tech, and he's like, "Oh, okay." First off, that was that was baller, baller. And he just like looks at you, <laughs> and then he like looks you up and down because he's not sure if he should just think you're like super cool or the fact that you're like a, a murderer. And uh, and then he sets the container on the table. Um, he actually can't open it. Doc, you're the one who opened it before because you understand medical technology. I will just say desk casting is very right. cool. Doc, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. This, this Other people can do this? Right. This is dope. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. What if I, like, get some of his blood or this head? If I hold the head, <laughs> can I do this? Because th- that'd be Doc, awesome. stop while you're ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. I see so. what you did there, boss. All right. Doc opens the, the box. Okay. So as you tap in the numbers and release the box, steam and, and smoke kind of come off the top and fill this room, um, kind of settling towards the floor. And it opens up uh, the sides and the top to reveal a glass jar with condensation and a little bit of frost. And looking through this glass... Uh, with its eyes closed, Kinsey, you see your own face, probably like another 10 or 15 years down the road. So it's true. I, I think so. Tuck, who's been out of the loop with all this, like looks at <laughs> Kinsey's face, looks at the glass, and he's like, holy fucking shit, what? Lot <laughs> to take in, I'm sure. Seems like... You okay? I've got some stuff to figure out. So, Kinsey, are we cool now? Are are we are we good? We're good. Good. Doc shuts the box. I pictured like a quick little snap as you close it. Bag. Yeah. So Tuck puts puts it back in the bag, and. You know, Kinsey, that's a lot to take in. What do you do? What I'm going to do is I'm going to dissolve the structure that I made and I'm going to use that dust to dust port myself back to my dirigible if I can. Yeah. Okay, I rolled a 12. So Kenzie's going to dust port to the dirigible so like as you just nonchalantly like raise your hand, the structure that's around you guys just falls, right? And as it's falling, it kind of like whips as it's been as if it's been hit by a wind and spirals around Kinsey. And then it just kind of like crushes in on him. But when it does, he's literally gone. So it just kind of like falls back to the ground. And then you see the dust kind of like moving and then it starts moving off all of it together. Uh, kind of like floating on the air in a direction away from you guys. Okay, I'm not sure I ever saw Gage do that, admittedly. 
Oh, uh, what the hell just happened? Are we all on acid? Just to, uh, hell yeah. just to mess with Tuck, uh, Monday's going to pop up. What do you think was in the hot dogs? Ha ha ha. Ah, acid hot dogs. That's a pretty good one, buddy. And he puts his hand up for a high five. Uh, Monday's going to like do it, but tentatively this time. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a gentle high five. Where do you guys go from here? Uh, first, Monday's going to kind of look over at Clarence and the text. Let's hope this doesn't bite us in the ass, Clarence. I, can it bite us in the ass any more than that guy being our constant enemy? I could have taken him. Monday's just kind of, he's, he's, he wouldn't actually do it. He's just doing it to take the piss out of Clarence. Oh, well, I actually did take him, but sure, go nuts. Monday's kind of looking him up and down his like, You don't look Let's so good. Let's get a drink. I'm doing better. I'm doing much better, on, actually. Guys. I'm feeling pretty damn great. And as Monday kind of walks close, Clarence is going to kind of pat him on the back. So, where to now? Uh, I got a place. Question marks appear on a Silent Monday suit. <laughs> oh, you're going right. to love it. Uh, yeah, just come this way. And uh, he leads you guys to an elevator that's going down. I feel like you guys all just shrug all right. and follow it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> We're like, oh, okay. Yeah, so you guys head down the elevator. Um... We're going to cut back to the dirigible. Your crew is like, has hidden the dirigible and they're all, you know, dealing with maintenance. There's a couple of guys working on restoring the optical camouflage. Uh, Axe is working on continuing to update the Esper defense mechanisms, um, as well as tinkering with some other weaponry in his shop. And as as they're I'm, I'm imagining you're kind of like appearing in sort of the the main common area in, mm -hmm. in the dirigible, um, which is where Axe is working. And, you know, of course, Spade is for the nine millionth time cleaning her <laughs> sniper rifle and Hammer is like flipping through some like trashy uh, like celebrity magazine. And as they're doing this, just kind of like chilling, but on, on still kind of high alert, uh, all of a sudden black dust starts to come out from, you know, all of the cracks and crevices and and starts spiraling around in the middle of the room. They've seen this a few times, although some of the newer recruits do have their hand on their uh, pistol holster. And as it kind of congeals enough where it's sort of like opaque, it just all drops on the floor and standing in the midst of it is... Kenzie Blackthorn. Oh, how, how'd it go, boss? It's done. I've taken care of Project Icarus. Whoa, really? You, like, killed them all? Yep. Damn. Oh, man. I was really hoping I, I was going to get a chance to use good old Thor here. And she kisses her sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. And... And in the back, uh, Hammer hasn't even really looked up from his tablet. <laughs> and you can hear like this girly music playing and kind of the sound of like magical transformation happening. Is he kind of like giggling to himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, this is the best part. All right. Let's head home. Oh, uh, but I just, it's the best part. Now. <sighs> okay, fine. 
And he, he closes his tablet and puts it in his pocket. And with that, Hammer makes his way back to the cockpit and the engines whirl up. And you hear him over the intercoms. We have uh, 92% hole integrity. Optical camouflage is up to... Uh, and he, you hear like the tap of finger on glass. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it looks like 89% optical camouflage. That's pretty good. So uh, everyone, you know, buckle up. Flight check and all that jazz. Because here we go. And, uh, and he just takes off. <laughs> the crew, you guys make it down way lower than any of you have probably ever been. You're down to floor seven. And you know, especially uh, Miller and Monday, you know that below floor 10, things get real, real shady in in the city. Uh, just the level of mist and like, um, like the exhaust and just the years of corruption of like all this just gross chemicals and pollution. It's just, it's desolate, crazy place below 10. Um, what do you guys do as you see the number continuing to count down? And Tuck is just kind of like humming to himself, you know, with the elevator music. Monday is kind of starting to fidget because he's he's kind of been on this level a few times before, but he's never appreciated going this low. Um, Tuck? Yeah. How 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 low are we going here? Uh, yeah, seven's a pretty good one. What? Oh, you you guys are gonna need these. And he hands you all gas masks. Well, I guess Monday. Uh, does your your he doesn't have a filter really, does it? Um, he hands you all gas masks. I'm gonna say that uh, Monday's just gonna pop his visor open for a sec, slap it on, and uh, we'll say maybe the uh, visor kind of stretches a bit to accommodate it. Yeah, it's just like the bottom half of your your like helmet is just the gas mask now. Yeah. Um Tuck. Yeah. Trust Why? me, you'll love it. Tuck, I have questions. <laughs> yeah, so after a few minutes, the elevator door opens and you come out and you find something odd. There's actually more people down here than you would have guessed. And a cab pulls up. Uh, but the strange thing about this cab is it doesn't float. It has wheels, like regular old rubber wheels. And he opens the door. It's a pretty big cab, so you all can fit. And you hop in. Uh, the cabbie in the front seat, when you look at his face, it's very disfigured. And he... Uh, puts his hand back for a fare and I think instinctively Miller or Monday you go to give him money from your eye brace and he just looks at you funny and then Tuck hands him something and he looks at it puts it in his pocket and he starts driving after Tuck says something in his ear um, a few moments later through the fog it's just so thick you guys see light and you see like moving lights, not cars, but more like uh, searchlights, and they're pointed straight up. And as you get closer and closer, there's a, a huge sign uh, 
that you guys can start to make out and it's glowing and there's lights on it and it says one word bizarre bizarre so that's it for this episode of dust world neon city Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon. Remember,